Hi everyone, this is Jen with Bright Families. Today's podcast is on moms and cortisol, or basically, are you a mom who feels amped up and kind of stressed and you'd like to know what to do about it? This is pretty normal. It's a pretty common thing I hear from moms. Some of them say they feel angry or edgy or just kind of on, like turned on. They can't relax. They can't nap. Even though they're tired, they have a hard time unwinding at night. And over the long term, your whole cortisol cycle, instead of rising in the morning to help you get up and then slowly lowering in the course of the day to allow you to fall asleep, can become kind of opposite that you drag yourself out of bed and through the morning and lunch and then you have a lift at four and you stay up till 10 or 11 and then have maybe you have trouble falling asleep and then you repeat the cycle the next day. And then another stage of cortisol dysregulation is when you just don't make much and you just kind of drag all the time, which I do hear from some moms. But in the short term, what often happens is that dysregulated, drag yourself through the morning, feeling edgy, cranky, maybe munchy, and then a little bit of a lift in the afternoon, which is not helpful for falling asleep. So what is cortisol doing, first of all? Cortisol is there for a reason. It's designed to mobilize sugar for the brain um, when you need to think or when there's some kind of emergency or there's a challenge, which can feel like every moment of being a mom. And in order to make cortisol, we need appropriate nutrients from a really well-rounded, varied diet. And if you think about it logically, if you are low on iron, low on iodine, if your thyroid is a little sluggish, if you're anemic, even if your hemoglobin's fine, you can still be low in iron, your body will have to work harder to keep you going because you aren't making as many of the other things that you would naturally use to keep you going. So it will have to make more cortisol. Kind of like there's a crisis, you're not getting the nutrients, but it's going to help you do what you need to do. Now, as it mobilizes sugar for the brain, cortisol tends to not help your muscles. It will even, in extreme cases, like there's diseases where your cortisol is way too high, then you will end up with skinny arms and legs and a ton of central weight gain. But even if you don't have, you know, Cushing's disease or something really dramatic, you can get this, the small scale of this where you have, you know, your mom tummy that never goes away, um, kind of no tone in your arms and legs. You don't retain muscle the way a teenager with nice, healthy hormones will just naturally have pretty arms, pretty legs. They're not doing anything for it. They might not even work out. But if their hormones are regulated, you don't put on weight in your middle and you do retain muscle in your extremities. That's if your cortisol is not too high. So first, let's talk about nutrition. Um, Particularly in the summers, you want to have lots of salt in your food. Just salt it generously. And if you have high blood pressure, there are a lot of other 
ways to address that that get much more to the heart of the matter than just cutting out your salt. And we use pink salt because we like the taste. Pink salt or sea salt are both salts that have nutrients with them. And I also like to have liquid colloidal minerals that I put a splash of in water in the summer. It helps me feel more hydrated than just plain water. I use the Now brand because it doesn't have a weird aftertaste. It just tastes a little bit sour, but it does not have a salty or bitter aftertaste like some of the minerals that I've tried. Another really common thing I hear from moms with dysregulated cortisol is they're not eating much fat and protein. Maybe the protein foods take too much time to eat, or they don't like eggs, or they don't like breakfast meat, or they don't want to pay for breakfast meat. The most common go-to thing, it seems, in America with the moms I talk to when they want basic meals is chicken breast. And chicken breast is the least nutritious kind of protein. It's also hard to eat a lot of it because it's not that interesting. So if you are having chicken breast for lunch and dinner and you're having a couple of eggs for breakfast, you know, you're probably getting enough protein but you are not getting necessarily nutrient-dense protein. If you were to eat tuna fish or sausage or chicken thighs, you know, dark meat or steak, you would be getting more nutrients with each gram of protein than you are with chicken breast. So if I'm talking to someone who is apparently stressed and low on nutrients and I find out that their main protein in their house is chicken breast, then we're going to talk through that. Um, Also, you need iodine. There is no iodine in chicken breast. There is iodine and a significant amount of iron in tuna fish. There's obviously iron in red meat. some iron in pork. And even chicken thighs are more nutritious than chicken breast. And the advantage of sausage is it has all the parts that we are too squeamish to eat, myself included. And... You get all those nutrients without having to eat weird bits of the animal. So if you're getting sausage that is not completely full of chemicals, like kielbasa isn't quite my favorite for that reason, but most sausage that's just basic Italian sausage, I wouldn't even agonize about it being organic. You were trying to get some minerals into your diet. You can cross the organic question later. Now, the other huge factor with moms having cortisol that is too high is their behavior. Because your behavior is a huge signal to your body of what's going on. How much stress am I under? How much cortisol should I make? So you can't help completely being woken up in the middle of the night by your kids. And anticipating being woken up in the middle of the night is, of course, a stressor apart from the actual being woken up at night. And going to bed when you're already going to bed kind of late and you're past the original point of fatigue and you are now so tired and you are just praying that the kids do not wake up in the next three hours, but you're on alert to hear any sounds that they do, that is not a restful way to fall asleep. That is not a way to fall asleep that is helping your cortisol be lower. Also, When you are standing up, your cortisol needs to be a little higher than when you're sitting down. When you're sitting down, it needs to be higher than when you're laying down. So 
the more of your day that you can sit and for longer and recline and sit back in that easy chair and read a story to a kid that's not so squirmy that they're irritating, the lower your cortisol will be. And this is why moms who rest in the afternoon, even if their kids don't need to sleep, if they just have quiet time, are often nicer moms because the cortisol is lower. Also, from a complete vanity perspective, in my experience, when I rest in the afternoon, I lose weight in my middle without doing anything else. So what is not to like? You've rested and you're slimmer in your middle because, at least for me, I'm very sensitive to cortisol, very sensitive to staying up late, getting munchies. I'm already pretty sugar-sensitive. So if I start messing with the system, it shows really fast on my physique. And I'm also just not that nice of a person when I am not rested. I am not a saint. I'm not likely to be any time before my children are grown up. So in order not to traumatize them, it's better if I just take a nap. And they know that, and I know that. The other thing about kids, especially if you have a bunch of little kids or a, a new baby, is that baby is on your body all the time. It's tons of physical contact. Depending on your threshold, this could be really, really stimulating. You really feel on call when people are touching you. And then what can happen is you're holding the sweet little baby, and then the toddler wants some attention, and they get in your face and the baby's face to play with the baby, in air quotes, play with the baby, while you're holding the baby, and then you get no space from the toddler with an even bigger personality. And so, you know, we talk a lot in the mom's group about boundaries, what boundaries are fair to set, where do you not feel mean, where do you feel a little bit mean, but you know you need to set it. We have a very complicated relationship with setting boundaries, and a lot of moms feel that they should be on call for their kids almost every minute of every day, or actually every minute of every day. They feel bad telling their kids not to touch them. Um, But some moms don't feel bad and the kids survive either way. Kids just get used to whatever boundaries you set. And if you tell them, I need some space, please don't touch me right now. But you're not saying that all the time. Or you have certain times of the day when they're supposed to give you some space. um, They will just deal with that and you will be nice and you'll be available at other times. You will hug them at other times. For me too, if the kids haven't washed their hands or they smell too much like the outdoor animals, that makes it a little harder for me to snuggle with them and enjoy it. I'm probably not the only mom who needs to have their kids wash their hands or bathe in order to really, really relax and enjoy snuggly time. And if you have a runner toddler, that of course in itself is a different kind of stress um, the little baby has to be wants to be touching you a lot, but the runner toddler has to be watched every second he's awake in order to keep him alive. And my hope is that you can have other people that help you with that. Regardless of whether you can get help or not, anytime that toddler is confined, I hope that you are sitting down or laying down to recharge. And my hope is that you have some room of your house that you can lock both of you into and close the door and you can lay down and he can play with toys um, so that you do not have to be actually awake every second that your toddler, who's 18 months old, 
is awake because I know how hard that is. I think that's the toughest time of parenting for me is that really fast moving age of crawling and walking when they have no sense of safety. And it is very, very intense. If you have older kids, um, I always give them the job of watching the toddler for periods of time and instead of doing other chores because I would far rather fold laundry and get a little bit of a brain break than to try to make a five-year-old or eight-year-old fold laundry satisfactorily and put it away and also myself then have to follow around the toddler. So again, whatever boundaries you need to set so that you get enough of a break, please try to set them. Don't feel mean. Don't feel guilty. And some of the happiest moms I know who raise happiest children have long nap times and the reward for nap time is the kids get to watch a two-hour classic movie most days unless they're out and about and it's fine it seems like a lot of tv time but mom's super happy it's you know it's okay and in terms of supplements some supplements will raise your cortisol and some supplements will lower it so If you are already feeling a little amped up and you have certain even herbal tea such as licorice, you could get a cortisol raise from that and it could make you feel a little more amped up. Obviously caffeine, similar sort of thing. People are more aware of that than the herbs. If you want to lower your cortisol, there are certain supplements that specifically lower or modulate your cortisol. Ashwagandha is one. Uh, Inositol is another rooibos tea lowers cortisol and even something like magnesium in the evening can be very calming some people only take inositol at night because they find it so calming same with ashwagandha i would say just experiment for yourself depending how amped up you feel it could be nice to take it in the morning but if you already don't have quite enough get up and go you might find that it is too calming And so some people will come to the conclusion that say that, oh, the supplement doesn't work because it made me more tired. Well, yes, (laughs) it lowered your cortisol at a time of day when you needed your cortisol to be up a little bit. It's supposed to be up in the morning. It's not supposed to be through the roof to where you feel amped up and ready to attack somebody, but it should be high enough in the morning that you can get out of bed easily. The cortisol is supposed to raise your blood sugar to help you feel alert as you get up. So you don't necessarily want to tank your cortisol first thing in the morning. But if you've gotten in that cycle where you are finding yourself kind of waking up at four in the afternoon and being a little more alert in the evenings, even staying up a little too late, that would be a place to reset your cortisol pattern by using supplements that lower your cortisol strategically in the afternoon and evening. And of course, also through your behavior, sending whatever signals you can to your body that you are able to relax. So if you're able to lay down after dinner, lay down before dinner, lay down while the kids watch a movie or while the 10-year-old makes dinner, if you're able to take a a walk outside, get outside for 10 minutes by yourself, sit with a cup of tea. Moms have different rituals that they use that signal to their kids, leave me alone for five or 10 minutes, or read a book. That's a 
great way to just check out your brain if it's safe to do so, if that toddler is is, uh, being supervised. Very often, as parenting goes on, even when our kids get older and more capable, we continue to do a lot of things for them that they could do for ourselves, whether because service is our love language, or we feel guilty not doing them, or we have beliefs that this is what it means to be a good mom, is you make all the meals, and you take them all the places, and you do the laundry, and et cetera, et cetera. But whatever you believe you're supposed to do to be a good parent, I guarantee you there's somebody out there who does not believe that and their kids are just fine. And so however you can lower the bar in terms of meal quality, presentation, what you're driving people to, um, what standard you're trying to keep the house to, just see where you can lighten your load a little bit even just sitting while you talk to your kids instead of standing or laying down while you read to them instead of sitting are all ways to calm your schedule and send your brain and then your body the signal that the cortisol does not have to be so high. I hope this is helpful and I hope you can try some of these supplements. Reach out through brightfamilies.com if you have any further questions. And maybe you'll want to join our mom's group. We're meeting on Wednesday mornings, most Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific over the summer. Take care.